The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Accessing. State of search. Live from Europe. Welcome to the home of the latest search marketing news and views of the world. Welcome to the state of search. Our hosts scope the entire search marketing space from Berlin to Bucharest, London to Lisbon, the Silicon Valley, and beyond. Search marketers from around the world discuss the latest headlines and issues in search engine marketing, social media, and more. WebmasterRadio.fm presents State of Search with your hosts, Boss Vandenbeld and Roy Hoiskies. Hello, this is producer Brasco, and you're listening to State of Search for Tuesday, September 20th, 2011. Boss Vandenbeld and Roy Hoiskies are not uh, going to be on today's show today, literally to talk about the news of the day. But what we do have for you is a very special presentation for you. Just yesterday, Boss von der Bild was part of a roundtable discussion, a panel, if you will, in a search for marketers track at SMX Stockholm 2011. And he was on a panel called the New Search Universe, Google, Bing, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Foursquare. Hype or opportunity? And on this panel... Um, they discuss basically how the last 10 years has been the decade of Google, but now the search market is changing rapidly. They are going to answer the questions, is Facebook becoming the new Google? What is the significance of the massive development of Apple and Android applications for mobile? What do the users want and how should marketers react to the new situation? What are the opportunities? What is only hype? And they offer an expert discussion and they offer all of us to learn about the future of search with all of them. So here is on who is going to be on this panel that you're going to be listening to today. First of all, the moderator of the panel is the founder and search strategist of Search Integration Sweden AB, Sarah Anderson, a prominent guest on the State of Search show, the SEO Associate Director of OMD Group, Sam Crocker, the partner of Tandler, Dorje Niels Dorje, excuse me if I do the names pronounced wrong, the co-founder of Lisley, Simon Sunden, and of course our very own Boss von den Belt. And right now from SMX Stockholm 2011, we present to you this panel on the new search universe. I'd like all of four of you just to say just a little bit about what you're seeing in this, you know, universal search um, first. What is your two most important things um, that you see is happening at the moment? Are we moving away from Google that much? Uh, or are the, the searches on Twitter and Facebook showing up in Google? I mean, where is the, the major um, influence, what's happening at the moment? Just mentioning one or two things on how you look at it. Um, and then we'll, we'll start off walking around. Simon? Yes, can I hear? 
Yeah, perfect. Um, the first thing to know about search is actually it's, I think it's more about finding stuff or finding information right now on the web, even if it's social media or if it's Google or search. And what you can see right now within the search engines and also the social media platforms is that people look for information on answers on different stuff, even if it's in a hotel in Seattle or stuff like that. And they don't just normally search on Google, that's not the only thing they do uh, nowadays. Because a person can easily just retweet something to get answers from your friend. Where can I find the best Seattle hotel? They write on Quora, they write on Reddit, they write on Facebook. They want to find the answer what they're looking for. So it's more like, it's not basic search as we knew it before, but it's the same thing where, where people want to find information. But there are a lot of different tools and different social media platforms where people can find this kind of information. So basically right now we have a we have what I will call we got Google and Bing to some extent, but no one uses Bing in Sweden, so we don't care about it. Uh, so we have basically have the search engines and then we also have the social media platforms where people ask stuff to get information from their friends. People don't use Facebook search as much or Twitter search in that context to find information. It's more like, okay, how can we use these tools? So if you look at this session, it's called, I think it's called Search 3.0. Uh, and I think that the search is developing towards a more, you want to find information, you want to find content, wherever it is, if it's on social media or search, anything like that. And also you have a trend that Google is becoming this giant monster where it's just implementing all of these kind of social stuff in your search and result page. So you kind of look at a search and result page and more and see what is this? Uh, because sometimes you can get three or four organic searches and the rest is just implementing universal searches. So I think it's going in that direction, both the social media platform part and also the search part is going towards the same actually, and it's, um, it's a good time for SEOs because we got a lot more to do. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, I would add something to that, and the thing I'm seeing most right now is, is actually personalization. So the fact that if you do a search, and I do the same search on my computer, I can see a completely different result page than you do, uh, which is based on the fact that uh, not just Google, but Facebook and all the other uh, websites you visit are tracking what you are doing and are giving you information based on your history, your search history or your browsing history, so that you'll get information that they think you're actually looking for. Now, that doesn't always go right. Uh, I keep seeing... Uh, ads, for example, for uh, products which I've already bought, so it's not perfect yet, but it's a, it's a process we're getting towards more and more that you'll be getting information based on the fact that you've done stuff before, and I'm talking also tomorrow, I'll give an example of how Google's doing that with mobile stuff, which just happened to me a couple of months ago, where I'm, uh, I'm opening up my mobile phone and seeing stuff which I just did on my PC. Uh, which are two different devices, but it's connected together. So, so for me, the most important thing I'm seeing right now is personalization in search and actually in the uh, I think that's, those are both 
sort of good points. I think, you know, one of the things that we were asked or, you know, was in the description of this panel is, is it just hype or, you know, are these other things really future competitors to, to Google, let's say? Um, I don't see Google using losing a lot of market share. Um, I think Bill mentioned in his keynote something that's quite interesting is as Internet Explorer gets up to speed and the toolbar searches where you can just type into the address bar will provide a Bing search. I think Bing will actually gain back a bit of market share just through you know, tons of people still do use Internet Explorer. So I do see as people move toward IE9, Bing gaining back a little bit of the search share there. But I think for me, you know, I think we're all coming at this from a, a slightly different angle. One thing that I find really exciting and that people with our skill sets should be doing more of is looking at some of the other opportunities out there. Um, the App Store, for example, for iPhone, uh, optimizing for that search engine, which let's face it, it is, um, is like Google, you know, five, six years ago. It's keyword stuffing. There's all sorts of stuff you can get away with that actually makes a huge impact. You can tie in that it integrates with Facebook and potentially your search will return when people are looking for the Facebook app. Um, there are a lot of other platforms where algorithmic-based search is being done, but I think a lot of us aren't either selling, I guess, our consulting or our services, or even looking at as a potential opportunity for marketing. So I think that, for me, you know, looking at YouTube, uh, app stores, that sort of thing, will be, I guess, the next thing that we'll see a lot more people offering as a service. Yes, there's not a lot of not a lot left, but uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I think um, in respect to, to my answer, you should maybe know which is my background. So I, I was working for Google for four and a half years on the universal search part. So I was building with the engineering product team Google Maps news in the various countries. And I've also launched uh, Google Maps, for example, in Sweden. So we, I decided two years ago with Marcus Tandler. Marcus was media donors. Maybe you know media donors from the last year's session at the SMX in Stockholm. So we decided to, to, to build up our company in Munich. And um, what we have seen in these two years, and especially um, I've seen so many, so many things around structured data, which makes me really, really nervous. Because, um, let's, so I, I all, of course, I'm covering the universal search part, right? So we have seen flight search from Google. We have seen product search from Google. And what happens there is that all, I don't know how many aggregators are in this room or how many, for how many aggregators you are working for, but really they should think about of how should, could I get traffic out of Google at all? And, and that's maybe the most important message, should I really give my content to Google via structured data, right? So especially, I mean, there's just one funny story. So there was one guy from the travel industry uh, writing for the biggest newspaper in the German market. He, he, and he called me up and he's like, oh, Google has now launched the flight search. So yeah, and, and what's the story behind? So they bought ITA, right? So and if, you buy, if you're buying ITA, you will do something with this data. And then, but there's no aggregator at all in the whole search. I say, yes, that's true. And that's a huge problem. And I hope that all the CEOs and the C-level guys know exactly and, and have, have thought about this even one year ago when Google bought ITA. And so, therefore, and, and, and totally agree. So, I mean, Google is not, not losing share, right? Uh, I would say in the verticals, they are gaining share massively. 
especially in product search, which is one of the major focus right now. And um, and on the other side, I think the biggest challenge for Google is getting the universe, uh, the user, uh, uh, the user-generated content. Uh, have have they launched in the Scandinavian countries the uh, the new interface for Maps? So they change it in, in most European countries because there's a main interaction is right now write a review, right? This red button, like you have to give us user-generated content. This definitely shows the main problem at Google because they're not getting a lot of user-generated content, right? That's why they bought Saga. This is why why they bought Saga, and uh, they just announced that they bought today a daily a clone like Groupon which is daily deal in the German market. And uh, so there are a lot of things apart from, you know, in Google, there are a lot of things going on and in Google. And on the other hand, I really believe what you said. Uh, we love, for example, this thing like SEO for apps, right? So that could be a nice, massive market, another nice, massive market for good SEOs, uh, because we believe that will be one of the main gates, right? One, one, one thing to know also is that when talking about local markets, especially in Nordic countries, is that I think that Sweden is pretty low in priority for Google uh, when you compare it to other global countries. So there's always this gap. But there's always a gap there because when there's new stuff coming up from Google, you know, maps implementations, and you see, for instance, the rel author tag now in the search engines. You don't see it in Google, but I see because they haven't implemented it yet. Uh, the Panda update, we had a long time for the Panda update here in Sweden, so it's always the gap, and that's quite, uh, can be difficult sometimes because we implement stuff before the search engines really do it. Um, so we always have a gap, especially in local countries like Scandinavia, where you always have to wait for six months, one year, sometimes two or three years before you can even see it in search engines. Does everybody here know? Yeah, that works. Uh, does everybody here know what the panda is? No one that doesn't know. Well, yeah, can we give it just a short? Someone, some of you, maybe Buzz, who who has actually a site around updating these things. <laughs> I think actually Sam's the one. Yeah, just a short brief so we know yeah. exactly what you're talking. Basically, it was an update or a series of updates now from Google. Targeting sort of what I refer to as thin content or content that wasn't particularly unique uh, or you know different. I know I've done some work in sort of the yellow pages area of listings, that sort of thing, where they're not providing a lot of necessarily unique uh, information. It's providing a listing that's publicly available elsewhere, uh, and they were quite concerned about how they might be impacted. So the result is offering is often sort of filtering of some of or all of the content for um, for sites, and I guess the the thing that's slightly interesting about it in comparison to other major Google updates, if you like, is that it seems to be continuing to roll out again and again and again. It's not sort of a, a one-off. Um, it's you know Panda 2.0. What are we on now? Four. Seven. So there's been about five Panda updates globally, um, but the extent to which that's hit some of the the um, local markets and, and Google.se, for example, is, is probably nowhere near the fit inference yet. Um, I guess you could see, uh, I mean, if you Google this, 
this Google does always do these updates in, in you know every year, but and they do smaller tweaks and they do changes to it. But the Panda was one of the the bigger ones they've done I, in a I, long time. I compared to spring cleaning, you keep your house clean all the time. Yeah. But once in a while, you do the extra cleaning, and that's what they did with Panda. Uh, they, they cleaned up and a lot of sites which were doing uh, stuff which wasn't even allowed by Google already. But got through the maze differently. I think, but there were obviously some casualties as well. People who thought they were providing. Yeah. You know, I've, I've actually have a bit of sympathy for some of the about dot com and demand media type people who, who are, you know, irrespective of whether that's great content and the fact that they've chosen to monetize it is one thing. But if someone does search for how do I pour a glass of water, uh, it's a bit sad. But if people are searching for it, I guess there should be an answer to that question. So. You know, that's perhaps a bad example, but how do I you know, remove rodents from my home or something like that? There, there actually, in my view, is a place for these sort of content farms, if you like. Um, but some of the, the other sort of very thin affiliate, scraped content, duplicate content type um, sites, I guess I have a lot less sympathy for. Do we have any questions here? I really want to know what you think about Facebook. I mean, Facebook is enormous as a social media channel in Sweden, and it's one of the few ones that are not integrated in, in Google yet. Um, what is Google going to do with them? I mean, they're trying to put a like button up there, Google Plus. Um, where are we heading, and what are they going to do about Facebook being quite large? Yeah, I mean, um First of all, I think it's it's important to understand that a lot of Google is going to Facebook, which is already maybe a clear signal of who's being the next big thing or what's the next big thing. What Google are really afraid of is, of course, the massive amount of people using Facebook, right? The searches we have seen on Facebook, the question is really if you could monetize this, this traffic, right? Uh, so we have some, some projects which are running pretty well with traffic and ads on Facebook. And some of them are really like there's no no conversion at all. I don't know how your experience are. So it's really depend on the different the different verticals and the different markets. Um, but and and, and, it, and what I feel is that Facebook is not doing very. So they're really doing have, have hard times, right, to integrate this kind of search on their platform and bringing these people to to an action. I don't know. Yeah, I think from what I've seen, anyway. Facebook at the moment is a lot better as a display advertising model, you know, but more interactive, running polls that people you know, are paying to promote, getting interaction with your Facebook page, yes, but I think in terms of the search to take me somewhere else or search to take me somewhere to make a purchase, I definitely don't think they're there yet. So. Well, basically, Facebook. Facebook searching sucks. Um, they don't have any search that you can even talk about that's good, to be honest, because the first thing to know about Facebook, even if it's huge in Sweden, Facebook is about soon about 50% of the people here in Sweden, probably like that. But the interesting thing is, when you search on Facebook, you always have the local language. So you always only see the posts from the local language. And you also only see what your friends write and also those people with open profiles. And what's interesting to know is that there are not a lot of people that have open profiles. Because the reason behind this is when Facebook 
grew, especially in Scandinavia, the standard was that you had a locked profile. profile. You had a security and your post was not public. It's just the last year or so which the standard is open. So the majority of all the Facebook members in Sweden, they don't have any open profile. Their posts are not open at all. So it's, I don't know, I have, I'm actually trying to study this, but it's below 10%. I think about 3, 4, 5% of the posts are public. So regarding the search perspective, Facebook is not good at all. Um, and people don't use it for search in that way. They use it in other ways, you know. The like button everywhere, you know, the groups, the pages, the interactive. So it's more about branding yourself in that way rather than Facebook SEO optimization because there's no point in that right now. And I think that's different in other countries. I think mm -hmm. if you say that Sweden is mostly in, so that you have to actually say that my stuff's open. That's because the majority of the people that register on Facebook register really, really early. So the majority of the people have don't have the open profile with open posts. How many in here know if you have an open profile or not? Possibly. Might go and check it. <laughs> well, Facebook, if, if I talked about the personalization stuff before, and I think Facebook is really trying to do that specific personalization stuff because they track you everywhere you go. The like button is not just a like button which you can click on, uh, but even if you're not on Facebook, but one of your friends is, and you are connected uh, through, to those friends by email, Facebook knows who you are, and then when you visit the site, the like button sends back information to Facebook that you have visited that site, so when you do sign up, they will probably know what you're looking for. So if they do things right, then in the end they will have, if they get served right, they will have the most personal information you can imagine, even if you're not on that. I just realized in the back here, it's quite low. You need to speak up. We have another question. Um. Gentlemen, a uh, quick question for you. The, it's kind of an extension of what you've just been talking about on Facebook, but um, how do you see over the last couple of months since Google have lost the Twitter firehose that the impact of Twitter has diminished on Google's rankings, if at all? And the second part of the question is, where do you think Google Plus figures in with rankings at this point in time, and where do you think it will be in a year? That was three questions, sorry. I guess, see, the, the very, well, first question, as I remember it, the, the firehouse question. Um, I, don't, I haven't done personally enough concrete testing pre and post to say, without a shadow of a doubt, this has been the impact. I think it has had clearly an impact on the real-time search to the extent that anyone ever used that. I, I don't really know. I think from the experiments I have seen, I don't think the, the impact has been particularly swayed by this loss of Firehose. I know there's you know, Topsy, Twirl, and a million other things that sound like dance moves that are sites dedicated to indexing tweets and links shared on Twitter. So I think um, actually probably not a massive impact um, there other than real-time search, which I don't know anyone who used that particularly regularly anyhow. Yeah. Um, I think I think even the, the, the real-time search block, which was in the middle, maybe you know that, but I think it was ignored most of the time. 
by uh, by searches, so that's why they put it on a different page. Um, I, I think Google Plus, though, um, it doesn't have a really high impact now. There are some tests out there which show that there's a little bit of impact on uh, on the search result, but not really big. Uh, I think that there will be a lot of more impact in, in the next year. Asking right in the next in, in about the next year, um, but that's also one of the things I think Google Plus is all about. Is it's more about data, data, data. They are getting lots more data out of us uh, because of Google Plus, and uh, since it's only in the test phase now, um, I don't think we'll, we'll be seeing that in the near two, three months, but in, in about a year's time or so. How many here have a Google Plus signed up? It's quite a few. Are you using it? Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the better question is who's using it more yeah, than Facebook, it. right? I mean, so <laughs> even me. So the question is always: Should I log into Facebook or to Google Plus? I think the only thing is for me, it's great because all the Googlers are in Google Plus, so I'm connected to all my old colleagues. But uh, to be honest, I mean, if you just look at Italy, for example, if you have the penetration, and I think ninety percent of all Italians are on Facebook. Just, just imagine if they really would switch to Google Plus, right? I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I really don't think Google really wants us all to switch to Google Plus. I don't think they care. I think they really, uh, we're going to be there anyway because it's connected to all different accounts uh, through Google Plus. And if you, if you just look at your Google settings, your account settings, you'll find that they know a lot about you based on all different social accounts. And if they put that together, then uh, um, you can see stuff which. Which you don't have to, even have to be logged into Google Plus for. Uh, for if, if you take what Bill showed with the plus one uh, next to a search result, he, did, he didn't go to Google Plus to share that. He just hit the plus one button. I was going to comment to that as well. I think that's actually where it will become of value to us as searchers rather than us as marketers or whatever else. Because I think the only people really using Google Plus regularly are Googlers and marketers. Um, so I think it might be the best way ever for them to figure out who's manipulating search engines, um, but no more. But I think as well, you know, what I do really like about it is, as Bill said, he doesn't even remember. It is a public display of I approve this message or I like this site, and it is something that hypothetically, you know, my grandmother or someone else could see. Whilst I'm never going to add her as my friend on Facebook, she will be in my address book for Google. So I think, you know, in that respect, and I know they're testing now celebrity promoted plus ones, I think that could have a, a massive impact. Um, you know, if you don't have to choose to follow someone to see what they like, I think that could have a, a big impact, not on traditional SEO or traffic through Google or be easy at all to manipulate, but I do think in terms of a signal of I trust this person, they have recommended this, or oh, I know this person is a movie critic and I agree with them, they like this film. Yeah. You know, and that's where I think it becomes valuable. But, but it's more like, even if Google Plus, I don't think they want to directly compete with Facebook to become the giant monster with 750 million people. They want their niche, they want a lot of people, uh, so that about 25 million people at Google Plus or something like that. And, I think they're quite happy with it, and also regarding Martin's questionnaire about the Twitter firehouse, it's that Google, when they lost Twitter firehouse, they lost a lot of interesting data, a lot of good data, because 
there are 100 million people on Twitter and 50 million of them are active. So there's a lot of interesting data you can gather from them. And Google right now are really bad at indexing and getting information better. Just look at the search engine results. It's, they're really bad. And you better have done paying for that. Yeah, much better because they don't have a fire hose. Uh, so they must gather social data elsewhere. They must gather from somewhere. And that's where Google Plus comes into mind. Because I think right now, you don't see that much effect of it, especially in Sweden. Uh, you see no effect at all. But within two or three years, probably, you'll see more about it. Because if you don't can gather social data from, from other platforms, mm -hmm. they can use their own of it. Mm -hmm. Sam mentioned uh, his grandma, he mentioned grandma. Uh, my dad's 70, and one, one of the things uh, I heard a lot when Google Plus launched was my grandmother or my dad or my mother's never going to go on to Google Plus. They don't have to be on Google Plus, because if they do a search on Google, they will see that I plus one something. Uh, my dad is not going to go on Facebook either, uh, but that means he misses out on all the stuff I do on Facebook. He won't miss out on the stuff I do on Google Plus. Okay, we're going to stop there for a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll continue with this panel from SMX Stockholm 2011 on the new Search Universe here on State of Search. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. You're listening to State of Search on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the State of Search. This is producer Brasco filling in for Boss Father and Brother Roy Huskies. 
Uh, today we are playing back for you a very special edition of State of Search as we're giving you the opportunity to listen in to a panel that Boss Von Unbeld was on yesterday, September the 19th, at SMX Stockholm 2011. It was a panel on the New Search Universe, Google, Bing, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Foursquare, Hype, or Opportunity. And on the panel today, first of all, moderating is Sarah Anderson, and also speaking on the panel, Sam Crocker, Nails Dorje, Simon Sunden, and Boss Van den Bell. Here's more of the panel. Speaking of the, the plus one segment, um, or the, the button that you have there, um, also thinking many times when companies approach you as, a, as an agency, they say, oh, we want to write for this and we want to do this. And plus one is sort of adding the qualitative algorithm to the whole thing where if people don't like you, well then, sorry, basically. So. Isn't this also adding a different perspective? Well, we don't have minus one yet, but where, you know, if you have a lot of plus ones, you probably have a great site and probably have a great product. Um, is it worthwhile to work with a bad product anymore as an agency? Should we bother about all of these companies that come to us and say we want to rank, but they really suck? They have no customer service, they have bad products, and they just want to go up there. What do we do with those? Oh, just moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, try, try to find a smart answer. <laughs> we, we, we definitely don't work for, for these kind of companies who are coming to us. Um, apart from that, that, we're not having a lot of clients. Um, um, so let me, let me put it the other way around. So what, I, what we often see in the discussions is, uh, I mean, there are a lot of, lot of other, other platforms like uh, economy or trusted shops where you get clearly clear, clearly the message if your shop is great or not right so which is a recommendation for your website mm -hmm. nothing else which means for your product which is already much more mature than than just having said like I like your website because you have already semantics in there right so it's really like so they are already looking at uh, how is your search on your website is good or bad and of course, I mean, it's, it's tremendously how, how few marketers are looking at these, at these engines, right? Uh, some of them, and then they, they're coming to us like, how can we manipulate them again? So like, uh, we, don't in, we are not in this business, so sorry, go somewhere else. But uh, just, and I think this is going to be one of the major, and I've just written an article around recommendation and, 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 and reviews, which is going to be one of the major ranking factors in the future, at least for universal search. Because this is really important to know, is the plumber a great plumber or just, you know, somebody has just fucked you up? And not just the, not just the amount of reviews, but also who is doing right. reviews. And the quality. Right. Yeah, so I think that's one thing that, to a degree, they've always had qualitative, well, not always, but for quite a while, you know, it was... And to a degree, still is the link. You know that is a I you know I'm using this as a reference. I like this site, whatever. Um, and that was always until people manipulated it to death, a sign of you know, approval. They would look at the quality of the site, linking out to that site. And I think that still obviously is a huge part of what we do and, and a big factor. But I think replacing that qualitative data with any way they can make it more personal, so it's within your circle, it makes it much harder to manipulate because you can't go out and 
well, you can go out and pay a thousand people and you know outsource somewhere in the middle of nowhere with no followers to plus one your thing, but no one's ever going to see it. And I think that's what's quite cool about plus one is you know whilst it's somewhat limited, and what I hate about edge rank is I only ever see what my friends like in Facebook, and a lot of times it's not the friends I actually care about what they think. Um, but I do think this idea of the ranking no longer being really that telling because my ranking is different to classes ranking and you know, that's already the case but I think as the data becomes more mature it makes it much harder to manipulate so I think that's actually the in many degrees most intelligent thing that Google is doing with the plus one and I do think it follows that a company with a lot of plus ones from a broad set of people is you know, a quality business and maybe more the type of business you would want to work with as a marketer. But for you, I mean, you work in a large agency, global agency, yeah. that already has its clients probably, and they're going to come to you, so we wouldn't want to do search for this. You can't just say, I don't want to work with you. Um, no. Because and your boss will probably have something to say about it. You're that. right, and more important, his boss. You know, I think <laughs> that is a problem with the very large agency model is, you know, I, I do SEO, but and that account may be worth a couple hundred thousand pounds or twenty thousand pounds or whatever, but they may spend you know, X million pounds with us on television advertising. So I can't very well, you're right, say, no, we don't want to work with you. Or, um... But the point is that the, the SEO's job today is much more than it used to be because you know, they have the conversion optimization, landing page optimization, then you go into website design and you go into the quality of the product. So it's actually like you say, because working as a SEO today, especially for companies that are not that good um, is basically you have to educate them and do a lot more than just ordinary SEO uh, because you got to help them with conversion, okay? you got to have a red buy button, not this. Uh, it's more now than before, so uh, in one way, yes, uh, you can take those kind of jobs, but some jobs you cannot take. Uh, if you want to have shady businesses contact you regarding SEO, you could always rank for Google Cleaning at number one. You will always get interesting individuals following you. So, it's a tip if you want that kind of business. Uh, it's uh, on the list here, but we haven't actually touched on it. Location, Foursquare, Google Places, and formerly Facebook. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, for me, this is something I'm working on quite a lot at the moment is you know mobile SEO, mobile search, and location, you know, broader location, whether it's universal search or Google Places optimization, it's something I'm trying to get a lot more hands-on with at the moment because I think absolutely it is the future of a big segment of searches that may not exist yet. So I know smartphone users globally are massively on the rise. Smartphone phone users in the UK are you know, probably on an even sharper rise than some other places. So for me, it's it's a huge thing. Uh, Google does know whether you're on your desktop or your mobile, um, where you're searching from, and often does show different results. So if I'm stood here and I search for restaurants, I'm going to ideally, and they're still working on improving this, but I'm going to get different results than I would do if I was stood in my hotel 10 minutes up the road. Um, so I think there is a huge opportunity for further optimization, um, and I think on the paid side of things, not the natural side, uh, there will be a big opportunity in, in Foursquare. I think it only makes sense that in the same way you have promoted tweets, you will have promoted locations within the next year on Foursquare, I would have thought. So. Yeah. 
what's, what's to be done there? I think, I think uh, so first of all, you should know that the whole local market is one of the major strategic fields next to the social and mobile. They didn't put Marissa Meyer there. Right, exactly. So they put Marissa Meyer on, on local and they and John Anke uh, has taken over something else. And uh, so what's important, so there's, there's, by the way, I do have a huge presentation just, just only about maps and, and local ones. <laughs> uh, so it's all about, especially in maps and places, it's all about mashup of structured data, right? So Google, and if you have a close look Serious looks on Google Maps and places you're gonna see. You have seen a Nero in the good old times, right? As a as a yellow page provider, and in the Scandinavian countries, you're gonna see TripAdvisor is one of the uh, user-generated content partners. So you have seen it's a message mashup and Tila Atlas for the geo-coded information, and it's to be honest, it's not easy to get in there, not at all, because Google is. What is Google doing with the local business center? You know, you're putting directly the information in the local business center. There's not a lot. So, by the way, nice, nice story. I had a had a place for Oktoberfest, uh, so it was really black hat places, and I got a lot of traffic. But they really they kicked me out. And and just just one advice: don't put any other serious uh, accounts in in this black hat places account because they are really rude, right? So they just just close it up. Okay, how to do that? Uh, <laughs> anyhow, so um, so you you could. So, yeah. so let me. Uh, you have I a mean, crystal ball here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, so it's 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 always it, it's already there, right? So if you have the reviews in Google Places, you have already exactly the same challenge. So there's somebody else outside who's talking about your business and is telling the other people in the crowd, yes, great service or not. So. It's not for me something really new. The integration is going to be new, and hopefully it's going to going to work much better. What I really think and hope that the people are thinking more about the reputation online. So how do they really manage all these all these different channels? And I'm, I'm sure that it becomes very very strong on especially on Google Places more than on any other platforms. Um, so it's nothing new for me. And the only thing I was going to say is, you know, as Google does continue to grow, um, I'm, half of me says they'll never do it because they want to. It seems as though they're closing labs to a degree and want to focus more on search quality and other That's things. That's guys. Yeah, That's I really all that. Yes, definitely. Um, but you know, I I think just having if you've ever applied for a job at Google or or seen their job application process, it's actually a, to a certain degree smoother and more intuitive than LinkedIn. I could see. Potentially Google moving into that space as well of the recruitment sort of area, um, but I think in terms of LinkedIn and B two B wise, I agree. You know, it's not anything particularly new, but it would be it would make sense for them to to pull in that data. But today, I mean, I could I could you know I'm added in several groups, and I can as a as a company publish stuff towards other companies that have a similar interest and. <laughs> Maybe that's a feature in Google Plus that that we don't don't really have at the moment. I mean, we're talking to each other as people, but not as companies. Um, do you think they'll also add advertising in here? Yeah, I mean, it's like I think the best for 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 this question, advertising. The best example is really hotel search, right? So yeah. it's not by C C. 
And so you have to pay by percentage of sales. Yeah. So, and then just to be, for everybody who's in the shopping area working, right? So if you're putting, so now we know that the traffic is for free, it's coming out of product, product search. I'm really interested in when we're going to change this. And they're going to be, first of all, maybe CPC and then share of, of, of uh, on, on the SEM side. So, of course, they will. Of course. It's a huge market. Well, that's how I make business. <laughs> but the interesting stuff is to look at which areas doesn't Google have a presence in right now. And they didn't have a presence within the networking business regarding LinkedIn. So, I think in some ways they want to go and take a bit of that market or be some sort of platform regarding Google Plus. But you can also look at other areas where Google doesn't have any market right now. You can look at the questions and answers. Google actually had an answer service from 2002 to 2006 called Google Answers. Uh, do anybody remember Google Mall? Yes. So how many people use Google Mall here? One person, minus. You know, the service that they launched that everybody forgot. Uh, and you can also see that there are some areas where Google doesn't have a presence right now. And with the Panda update, you know, the Ask.com went down. But there were one site that actually climbed the search and is really, really, uh, these last couple of months, it's, it's Quora, which is a questions and answers site. So maybe we'll see that Google buys Quora and implements those kind of stuff. That wouldn't be too grammatical. And I think that in some areas that you point out, you will see that Google will try to take those areas or make a presence there. And I think that LinkedIn, kind of, questions and answers, yes. They haven't approached them for buying them yet, have they, I think? Of course, no. Well, not as we know, but maybe behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Um, just. Uh, last thing before we end, I think you know this session is really about hype or opportunity, or you know, just tell me your uh, biggest hype out there right now that we should be avoiding. Biggest. You know, like someone said in this market, the internet was was just a trend. Um, a politician, a politician did this a few years ago. Um, she's, I think, she's been referenced a few times after that. But so it, it clearly wasn't. But we're going to hold you to it in a few years' time and see if it was true or not. I wouldn't say specifically like product or anything, but the way people, for example, look at Plus uh, Google Plus as being the next Facebook. That's a high. Once you get over that and see what it's really about, then you can actually use it. Uh, and I think that's that's the most important part of it, that people should not just look at the first signs they see, but look at steps behind that. So look beyond the hype. Please stay with us. We'll have the conclusion of this panel coming up for you in just a moment. State of Search returns to cover the world of search marketing after we thank our sponsors. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. 
TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on... Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track about it. You work so hard with your existing clients. How much time do you have every day to recruit more clients, expand your business, and add more value to your service? Let WebmasterRadio.fm do the work for you. We're the premier business-to-business on-air and on-demand podcast network with shows like SEO Rockstars, SEO 101, and SEM Synergy. We can tailor an ad campaign that includes 30 seconds every hour and a 30-minute special every month. Plus, the banner ads and links you need to reach our built-in audience and our legions of loyal listeners and podcasters. What you charge in hours for service is all it takes to get started on the fast lane to growing your business. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for consultation today. You're listening to State of Search on webmasterradio.fm. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the State of Search. This is producer Brasco filling in for Boss Father and Brother Roy Huskies. Uh, today we are playing back for you a very special edition of State of Search as we're giving you the opportunity to listen in to a panel that Boss Vandenbeld was on yesterday, September the 19th, at SMX Stockholm 2011. It was a panel on the new search universe, Google, Bing, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Foursquare, Hype or Opportunity? And on the panel today, first of all, moderating is Sarah Anderson, and also speaking on the panel, Sam Crocker, Nails Dorje, Simon Sunden, and Boss Van Den Bell. Here's more of the panel. So from my, from my perspective, I mean, the biggest hype is that Google is going in the verticals, okay? And if you could do me a favor, please, if you're, if you're affected on these verticals, please take here. Take a close look with your local SEO guys on what is Google doing there. They're gonna, I mean, they're gonna take your business, right? So uh, sooner or later, to be honest, if you're in some of these verticals, is this right or not? Yeah, it's yeah, scary, yeah. but yeah, 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 it's scary, but it, but it's like it is. And in the example of what you were telling about the maps results, if you have just maps but red balloons on the first page, where should the user click on, right? On the SEM or on the on the maps, and then if you, if you're in Nero, oh wow, it's uh, going to be a hard, uh, tough time, right? Uh, so that's that's and it's not a hype, right? It's a long, it's a long strategic hype, I would say. <laughs> well, I should actually say the groove behind uh, oh, the deal side. It's, it's so overhyped, and I think that one one uh, investor in Silicon Valley. Was said that he was so freaking tired because there was twelve startups regarding 
group on clones and you know stuff like that then uh, I think that that's really overhyped and I think the group on regret that it didn't uh, take the offer from Google mm. and plus they come uh, the business model those those companies have is like they take about 70 or 80 percent of things you sell on Groupon. So if you have something to sell, you go to Groupon or Living Social. Uh, uh, they take 70 percent of your income from what they sell through you. I don't think I can stand. They can do that for a little bit, but not. My my other overhyped thing, and I'm hoping I'm right on this one, is I think you know everyone keeps talking about you know is Twitter viable? Twitter is going to collapse. Twitter doesn't make any money. I think that's nonsense. I think. Twitter will definitely be around, it will probably evolve a bit, but it just it does something that no other platform has seemed to integrate coffee or do well. And it's bizarre if you told me 10 years ago, we're all going to love speaking in 140 characters, I'd say that's absolutely stupid. But I think for me, Twitter's not going anywhere, and if anything, we'll, we'll be showing a lot of growth over the next two, three years. So maybe not in users, but in terms of their, their financial accounts, I think they're holding their cards close to their chest, but actually probably a lot better off than everyone is making out. You're going to have maybe an extra hype. Um, so, yeah, just talking about the group guessing. So, of course, there's another, there's another, let's say, section, which is simply, have you heard of Airbnb? Definitely, right? So this, there's another company that's going to be hyped as, as, as unbelievable. So it's a long-tail accommodation platform, to put it this way, for urban uh, people would just like would love to to work to, to, to live in a private accommodation in Berlin, for example. So that's a that's a great integration, by the way, on Facebook. So how Facebook really could drive uh, the traffic in the business, and uh, it's a great hype because Marcus and I have founded another platform, which is HolidayInsider.com, which is basically doing the same on the long term market, and we are already number one. So a little bit of advertising here. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, now um, that we're, if you have to sort of pick one of these social medias, we have so many out there right now. I'm not sure how you're dealing with it, but I find it very hard to be on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Foursquare, and all that. And I'm not interested in being on all of them at the same time. Um, and then adding Google Plus to it, having me have to sort out my contacts and circles, and you know, I just don't have time. Um, if we could get someone to do that, that'd be fantastic. But you know, it doesn't work. So if I have to, yeah, if I have to choose one thing, where would I put my efforts? Um, you know, should I just do Twitter? Should I just do LinkedIn? Where, where your potential clients are. So don't, don't so look at where you want to be. Look at where your potential. If you want to do business-wise, that is. If you want to do personal, then you just do whatever you like. That's yeah. I was gonna say it's so hard because yeah, it is totally different. My feelings personally to professionally, I. Not like Plus or Facebook, um, but I think you'd be foolish as a business to ignore Facebook. Um, I really like Twitter, but I would question, I mean, it's used well by some businesses, but I would question that every business needs and could run a positive ROI Twitter uh, presence. But, you know, personally, I say Twitter would be the hardest for me to give up. I've gotten numerous clients and jobs just off of being on Twitter and interacting with people in my community. So as a marketer, I would say Twitter's the most valuable, but as a, if I'm a business picking one, I'd say probably go with Facebook, but depends on what it is you do. 
Um, generally speaking, if I were a business, I would choose Facebook. Um, in Sweden? In, yeah, in Sweden, of course, in about 99% of the cases because it's uh, it's so much bigger and you can do so much stuff that people don't use do now. And you also have the older population at Facebook. Um, but personally, uh, I could send no to Facebook if I could keep my Twitter. I would rather keep my Twitter account than my Facebook account, personally. And I will say, in some areas, if you're working with as a journalist, uh, for instance, or want to build your personal brand, for personal branding, I think that Twitter is much better than Facebook. Uh, in that kind of regards, much more better. So isn't it, I mean, here, we're having, you know, you don't like Facebook, you like Twitter, uh, someone wants me to connect with you on Google+, that creates a problem for me, because I want to be connected to all of you. But you've chosen your own platforms. Um, so as a as a consumer or you know a client to you, uh, you're putting me in a very strange position where I sort of have to choose the channel where you focus on. Well, that, that's honestly why I'm still on Facebook. I would have deleted my account years ago if it weren't for one professional obligation to know you know what's changed on Facebook and how it can be used, and two if you know if I could get my friends to move to a different platform or just check their email every once in a while. Um, I would be done with Facebook, but again, I'm, I'm forced into that decision because it's where everyone is. I, I asked that question from a uh, business point of view, so uh, the business chooses which direction they go, and then you have to follow that business? Yeah, let's say there's a big company um, choosing that we're only going to be on Twitter, we're not going to be on Facebook. Well, the company that shouldn't choose that way, they, sh they should look at what their clients So as a company, you have to do all the channels. They should look at you. You, yeah. should, you should pick what you want, and then the business should go where you are, not the other way around. Yeah. I, I think they should do all the channels that show that they provide value, and I think you know, how, how one argues, especially if you're a big brand and your only obligation is branding, um, how you show that value is up to the agency or you running the account, but I think you need to go everywhere. For some people, you don't need to engage on Twitter, you don't need to engage on Twitter. For others, you might not need to use Facebook now. You have to look at what, what provides the actual revenue. It's a very clever answer because now you need these guys for help to, <laughs> to, to manage all of this, doesn't it? Because <laughs> it's going to be... No, I've, I've had that question before also um, within... Uh, I do a lot of training stuff and then they, uh, they ask, well, I, I should pick one because it's a lot of work and I want to... Uh, I have to tell my boss that I have to do this and I have to do this on top of the work I usually do. Well, that's the wrong attitude. You have to look at your job, and this is part of your job, and you have to fit it into your job. So you have to maybe let other things go, and but you have to pick what's right for you as a business. But to be honest, I think it's better for one company to be good and focus on one social media than being on four and doing it kind of good. It's better to focus if you have to choose Choose the one where your customers are and where you can get the most benefit of it and do it really well. Then you can expand to other social media platforms. Just stop somewhere and do it well. And that is the new Search Universe panel from SMX Stockholm 2011, which was recorded yesterday, which we're presenting to you today here on the State of Search. Thank you again on behalf of Boss Van den Belden and Roy Huskies for joining us in the program today. This is producer Brasco filling in. 
Remember, you can listen to new episodes of State of Search live 2 p.m. Eastern Time or on the East Coast, 11 p.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the West Coast, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the West Coast. And remember to listen to all the past shows at webmasterradio.fm or on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.